I'm going to be lazy instead of typing this. I'm just making a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Fox Friday podcast. I'm with uh, Cameron McAdoo on the line of the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. And, uh, buddy, instead of headed to Southwick, you've got something different going on this weekend. Why don't you fill me in? Yeah. Um, as much as I'd rather be <laughs> headed to Southwick this weekend, unfortunately, I had a ACL injury at the beginning of the season, so that's um, we're covering that so far right now. So, but this weekend I'm actually going to be going to Atlanta Motor Speedway to do uh, to drive the pace car for NASCAR. Oh, nice! Is there any yeah, is so, there any pressure or stress related with that? I mean, have you done that? Driven something like that before? I, I, I mean, I haven't, but I, I'm not too nervous. I guess I, I'm not really. Um, I don't think it's too crazy, but I'm excited. It's going to be sweet. I mean, do you think it's just like a regular car, or is it? I I honestly don't know. I have to <laughs> arrive at like 8.15 for some like training and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll have to see. Hopefully hopefully we get to shred it pretty fast, though. Yeah. Sounds like fun. <laughs> how did you uh, how did you get lined up for that? Um, the guys at Feld reached out to me, and, and uh, from you know NASCAR and the, the Speedway wanted me to come do it. Um, obviously we went there for a few rounds of Supercross this past year and, and, uh, I had a little bit of a wild ride there, but so yeah, the guys from Feld reached out and asked if I would be willing to do it and have the time. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I might as well, might as well be doing something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, man, you know, uh, you had quite the, uh, Supercross season, some flashes of brilliance, some red plate, uh, possession. Uh, yep. up, ups and downs for sure. Looking back and reflecting on Supercross, um, how do you feel about the season as a whole? Honestly, like it was, it was a great stepping stone season for me. Like, I mean, it was pretty easy to, uh, you know, kind of look at the last, last few rounds of it and think that it was a disaster. But um, that's kind of how how we're jaded to think is, you know, the think about the last couple times you're on the track and that was it. But Honestly, the whole, you know, the first, I don't know, five or six six rounds of the season were really good for me. I was only off the podium, I think, once or twice in the first six rounds. And and uh, I had one rough race in Texas, but, you know, I started the season. I had really good, you know, I had a lot of heat wins and podiums. Like, I got my first race win, and it was, it was really successful, you know, up until it went really south pretty quick. But, um yeah, it was just a big learning year for me, honestly. To, it was the first time winning a race and first time holding a red plate in the points lead for a couple mm-hmm. races. And and uh, just first time dealing with the, those emotions and um, that kind of, I don't want to call it pressure because I enjoyed it a lot, but just that different feeling, you know, the mm-hmm. knowing that you're the man and, and one of the guys fighting for the for the championship was, was exciting. And, and I look forward to you know, having those opportunities in the near future. Yeah, I feel like 2021 is the year Cameron McAdoo arrived, right? Like, I mean, you're always a guy yeah. before, but, I mean, you're one of the dudes now. That's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's kind of how it's always, you know, the last few years before it was always kind of, um, you know, I thought of myself as having the ability to do it, but um, I think everyone does out there on the line, and that's that's why the racing's so competitive, and there's so many good guys right now. But um, yeah, it just seemed like everything kind of came together. 2020 was, um, you know, I had that same feeling going into the season, but I had a couple little things that 
pretty much kind of knocked me off that that route um, early on. But you know, I just I love my program right now. I have a great group of people around me, and that's I mean that's one of the most important things of having success in our sport is the people around you. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I feel like I've created a pretty good program with being on you know my team pro circuit is you know all the guys there i work really well with together and um you know i've been working with nick way now for the this is my second year together and you know everything just felt like it started coming coming together mm-hmm. and uh obviously un- we fell fell just short of the, the ultimate goal this year but um you know that just i'm just just as much more motivated for you know the next year coming yeah hey so obviously you know nick way being your trainer is is a huge part of your success right i I always wondered like so you know he's also adam cincerillo's trainer and so not that adam's part of your program but you know you're a training teammate right so is there any benefit to having adam around too yeah totally i mean he's he's uh won a lot of races won an outdoor championship and and been very close to some supercross championships on on the same bike same program as me so it's uh very beneficial to you know have him around and learn from him and he's uh he's a top 450 guy now so he's he's a really good um asset to have around and just you know there's a certain level of confidence that that brings with is knowing that you're you know surrounded by and working with like the best guys in the business Mm -hmm. so he's uh you know he's he's fun to work with and and we get to ride together a lot and cycle together and you know he's he's a, just a good dude too like i just there's i think there's something to be said about just enjoying your surroundings and and you know i have so much respect for the people i work with that it uh it helps me a lot you know so uh you know say being around adam i mean i know <laughs> between you ac and nick the, the smack talk's got to be pretty high but oh it, <laughs> is yeah, there... it never ends it never ends <laughs> is there much uh mentoring by adam for you or is it kind of like are you benefiting from him through just being around him and observing um yeah i mean for sure he definitely helps me like there's a certain level of mentorship i think that you know if there's something that i'm struggling with and he can tell from the outside you know he'll say hey this is what works for me you know or or what has worked for me or Mm -hmm. or you know give this a shot and um you know i think even he and nick talk a little bit and and about you know what i might be struggling with or you know what i might be dealing with and and he's you know dealt with mostly all the things that i'm i'm doing and dealing with now mm-hmm. you know he he was in our class for a long time and he had such a roller coaster um he's had so many ups and downs and you know had some really tough years with injuries and stuff even right now like it's this is you know i'm out for the for a while with this knee and it's it's pretty tough at first mentally for me because um you know kind of the way i work is off of work that's how i work and and you know at the beginning it was i was literally not able to do anything mm-hmm. and that was probably one of the hardest things to not feel like you're falling behind so much and uh you know he's dealt with years of having injuries that hold him back for long periods of times you know with his shoulders and he had a knee injury too that he didn't race outdoors i think 18 so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's cool to you know kind of just learn from him and and you know kind of how he's dealt with some of the things that he did and and uh you know just kind of take those pages out of their book yeah okay where did the madu nickname come from um 
actually, I think I just found out where it originally came from the other day. I was at, um, we were at dinner with Nick and Nicole, his wife, and it was for her birthday. Where they were talking about it, and I guess Nicole started it. Nick came home from the track one day or something, and she was like, "Where were you at the track with that with Madu or whatever?" And, <laughs> and that I guess that's where it started. So, and, then I, awesome. and she claims that uh, Nick was like, "No, that's like that's not a good nickname for a while," and then finally it just it stuck and it <laughs> took off. I guess so. That's that's kind of what the squad calls me. <laughs> yeah, when he was all, he was talking about Madu, I'm like, "Who?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nice. I've got I've got a few good ones. That's our little group calls calls me Madu. Um, Doctor G calls me McAfee. Yeah, it's it's always something with that guy though too. Anti antivirus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, man. So, <clears throat> you know, the big crash, getting back on the line, all that. Like, I've always known that you were like the guy that gives it one hundred and ten percent, right? You're not a quitter. Yeah. You're always gonna you're always gonna give it your all. But I didn't know you were that tough, dude. <laughs> How's the pain yeah, tolerance? I mean, I, I mean, it was. I don't even know. That was such a such a weird thing. Like, it was obviously pretty. You know, everyone was pretty like thought it was pretty spectacular that I got back up. But I just think it goes to like show that how much it means to us as racers that you know, like I was obviously in the middle of a championship fight and and like. I really just kind of at that moment had the feeling like I'll do whatever it takes, like anything, absolutely whatever it takes to keep myself in this. And, um, you know, within a safe perimeter, I, I knew that I knew there was a lot of people afterwards that thought maybe I was concussed and, you know, so on and so forth. But I mean, I've, I've had concussions before. I knew that like my head was good. I knew that I was very clearly thinking I was like, you know, I knew I was safe to race and, and I, you know, as long as nothing was truly injured, I was a little bit unsure about my shoulder and my leg, like mm -hmm. my groin, um, when I was back on the line. But I knew that I would, I would know if I was okay by the, by the first corner. So, um, I was like, I'm just gonna give it a try, and if my shoulder doesn't work, it doesn't work. But, um, yeah, it, it ended up working. I think with probably four or five minutes to go in the main, um, adrenaline started wearing off a little bit, and um, I started re reality set in pretty quick and i started realizing how much pain i was in but um yeah it was just i was i was there to do whatever it took to get the job done mm -hmm. you know what i'm that sure mitch likes that. It. yeah i think that that's something that he he definitely respects with me and and mm -hmm. um you know he's the type of guy that if you give it everything you have like that's that'll make him happy you know and obviously i guess winning really makes him happy um but if if he knows that you left it all out there and did everything you possibly could in your power to to get the end result then mm -hmm. um you know he'll be content on that and that's kind of the way he the way he works and that's it's pretty obvious you know with his team and the success in the past like he he does everything he possibly can so that's what he expects out of you know the people that work for him and and um you know, I think that's why he and I work together really well. Mm -hmm. So you're already uh, wrapped up for 22, correct? Yep. Yep. I'll be staying at uh, Pro Circuit. That's got to feel good <laughs> for a guy yeah. that struggled and had fill-in rides and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. Like, I, I really I really like the group that I've worked with, like I mentioned earlier. And, 
and um you know we've worked together for two years now and and we've just we've progressed you know slowly progressed obviously right now we're kind of dealing with a little bit of a setback but i mean even talking with mitch you know there's it's a roller coaster there's ups and downs and we're kind of in the middle of a down i guess but um you know we've had a lot of ups like i I think we've had a pretty good upward trend for you know while we've worked together and Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean i look forward to you know extending that further and and hopefully you know getting the job done next year Mm -hmm. okay so your preparation for outdoors i think went really well right and you came into uh fox raceway pretty anxious to uh show what you had but yeah for, yeah for sure i mean i didn't i didn't ride any outdoors honestly the entire supercross season just because we were we were so focused on you know the, the championship that we were working on there but um we it was nice because we had four weeks actually in between supercross and outdoors so um yeah i got a lot of good testing in and and uh we were we were working on the bike quite a bit with outdoors because it was kind of the first that we had had worked on this new bike on an outdoor track so um there was a lot of work being done and and I felt, you know, I felt pretty good. I was in a good form, and and I felt that we were, you know, in a good spot to start the championship, you know, in outdoors. But, um, you know, I guess there was there was a little bit of other plans at Paula. Mm-hmm. Um, first moto at Paula, actually, I I had a rider go down in front of me on the first lap, and and like it was going over this roller. He kind of crashed out of the inside into my front wheel a little bit, and and so I. I went over the bars and then another rider landed on top of me. And so his bike was stuck on mine for, I mean, what seemed like forever, but we were, we were definitely dead last. Mm -hmm. And then, um, from that, I cut my rear brake line, I think. And, and so I lost all my rear brakes. I had, I had no brakes the first moto, but, um, so that was obviously it was a struggle because I went 15 DNF at Paula. So that was not, um, ideal like mm-hmm. it seemed like what was what was wrong you know but that was kind of i kind of that was what happened there and and uh yeah i just i felt like i was in you know looking good to to build and and uh you know i was hoping to turn into a being a contender for outdoors as well like mm-hmm. that's you know we had that in supercross and and i wanted to repeat that in outdoors obviously but um unfortunately you know part of our sport and you know i had i honestly had a really small crash too it was what it was it was coming out of a corner just like in the mechanics area and um another rider went outside and he kind of banked off the wall and and it kind of connected with my line and, and took my front wheel out a little bit and my leg just stuck out into the into the wall and and it got me mm-hmm. so yeah it's um was- it was a bummer but was it a deal where you knew right away your knee was done or was it yeah were you hoping no yeah i knew right away like i've actually never had an injury so i didn't even know really what it felt like but i knew right away like right when i hit the ground i'm like yep my knee's done um it was it was a bummer like they say that you you can feel it and you know and and i definitely felt it it was i knew there was no way i was i was actually right on the edge of the track and there was like a metal fence to get through the mechanics area and there was not much room in between the track and that fence. So I was like doing everything I could to crawl off the track. And so I was like, the last thing I want is them to have to red flag this race because of me laying in the track. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I crawled there and I was yelling at the mechanics that were sitting there. I'm like, just lift me over, lift me over. And, and there was just not like quite enough room for the 
track workers or anyone to like really get me because there were bikes coming by but um fortunately one of the one of the ama guys uh was able to help lift me up to get me to a mechanic and they lifted me over the gate which was nice but yeah i knew right away there was just it was instant like the pain and just the instability and i couldn't do anything with it i knew that it wasn't right (laughs) and then what was the uh what was the debacle with the television crew um, it really was like, it wasn't near as big of a thing, I guess, as it got turned into. Um, a lot of people were pretty bummed on it, but well, it dude. was just one of those things I was, I was on, I was on the ground in the mechanics area trying to figure out what was going on with my knee. Um, and we were doing everything we could to like hold it in place. Cause it was just so wobbly, but I couldn't straighten it cause it was like excruciating pain. Yeah. Um, and then they were trying to lift me into the medic gate or into the medics thing and and the camera was like right there before they even cut the camera on the guy was kind of standing right there and it was like in a little bit in the way of the medic guys um this is before they even the tv cut to it you know when Mm -hmm. i was on the ground and and they were kind of like bumping into each other and i was just like get back like everyone everyone that is not a medic or whatever just get back get (laughs) away like let these guys get me in here and then then i was in the gate the, the gator thing you know and uh it was just kind of still right there, and I was just like, "Man, go, like, leave, please." And it was, it was just an emotional thing, honestly. Oh yeah, I was, dude. I, I mean, just, you, you're sitting yeah. there and you're in a lot of pain, and you're like, "Fuck, yeah. my summer's over." You got a camera. Yeah, in your I was face. pretty sure my season was over, and and you know, it it had nothing to do with being embarrassed that I crashed, or you know, there's been so many. I mean, you know how the keyboard warriors get. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot of you know things about me being embarrassed about knowing that i'm a crasher and all these things oh and it's god like, are you serious you know, I, it has nothing to do with that and and i'm i'm very transparent i want to be as transparent as possible with my fans and you know i as soon as i knew what was wrong with my knee i immediately released what was going on and what happened and mm-hmm. everything and, and um it was just one of those things that one thing led to another and i was like everyone please just give us some space and and uh yeah like it was you know, looking back, I I, I, I never want to shoo off the camera. Like, I think it's great when our sport does things to, you know, get inside and, and see what's going on and when, you know, let let the viewers know what's going on. And, uh, you know, so it was just it was just one of those things that one thing led to the next. And um, I guess no one was really able to see the, the minute or two leading up to that moment <laughs> when, you know, people were trying to step over each other, trying to get me in. And I was like, just please everyone get away other than the people that are, you know, trying to get me stable right now. And yeah, so there was just a lot of things going on at once. And I kind of, I I reacted. That that was all it was. Who could blame you? Yep. Yep. We're all human. Right. So, yep. I reacted and, and, uh, that's how it was. (laughs) So, uh, what, uh, what surgery did you have? Um, so actually my, my ACL tore the top of my tibia off. So I had a, it's called a tibial spinal avulsion. So, um, yeah, it pulled a chunk of the top of my tibia bone off and it also tore my ACL. Yeah. So what they had to do was they went in and, um, and it partially did my meniscus as well. So they went in and they, they cleaned up my meniscus, stitched it up. Um, they screwed my, uh, the bone back down to my tibia. And then they went in and they had to do some work on my ACL and they had to do some stitching through my ACL to keep it to my tibia. And uh, so, yeah, basically ACL, meniscus, and 
fractured my tibia. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty pretty big surgery. Um, it was. I'm actually doing pretty well now. I'm just doing physical therapy, obviously, to get mm-hmm. mobility back in it. I'm still not able to bear weight. Um, we're f- just over. We're like four and a half weeks since surgery, and I still have two more weeks of non-weight bearing. Yeah. Um, which has been probably the toughest part, just because usually a normal ACL is only, you know, they have you walking on it pretty soon. But since I had that bone fracture, um, actually, the, my femur kind of it went into the top of my tibia. Mm. And there was a split down my tibia as well. Yeah. And the doctor doesn't want me to keep walking on that and to create a divot in the top of my tibia. So um, that was that's kind of the reasoning behind that. But um, yeah, everything's going like well as planned so far. So nice. Um, yeah, I mean it's obviously a long recovery, which is kind of nothing you can do about it. So, but yeah, yeah I mean it's 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 going well and. And, uh, you know, I've been doing therapy every single day since the second week after surgery and, and, uh, figuring out ways to get some training in still <laughs> so I don't go crazy. Are you on that damn hand cycle? Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, I, I can't, I can't, um, I'm not allowed to cycle yet. No, no, the hand, the hand bike. <laughs> oh, the hand bike. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I have a hand bike at the, at my therapy place and, uh. I've actually got it figured out how I can I do the rower. I have a skateboard, mm-hmm. and I put my leg on the skateboard oh, out yeah. straight, mm-hmm. and I, I row. So I have a rower in my garage. That's That's been my main thing I've been doing. Could you put a chair and still do the skier? Um, you could. I don't have a skier. I'm actually, I've been looking for one. Um, they're like all out of stock, but I'm so close to being able to cycle that um, my rower is working good. So yeah, I've been sticking with that, yeah. <laughs> So uh, for the ACL, did you do a, a patella tendon or a hamstring or a cadaver? Um, they actually were able to sew they it. Basically, just they were able to sew it. Yeah. Oh they, wow. They, yeah, because it wasn't. Um, it was still there. Okay. And it was still um, like able to be. There was enough to work with that they were able to sew it. Mm-hmm. So well, that's a yeah. Blessing. It's um, yeah, and that's another thing. That's why it kept me straight for so long. Mm-hmm because it was it's obviously really weak after that and needed to grow back um so yeah i, w- I was locked out for three weeks oh dude hurt locked so bad straight, when you so. bent it the first time huh? oh yeah yeah i was like when i when my physical therapist bent it the first time i was like are you guys sure this is okay like <laughs> if you guys if you guys give the green light and, and you you know it's okay and it's not going to injure it like i'll let you crank on it as much as you need to but this is really painful yeah <laughs> Yeah, so. Well, damn. Hey, one of the things I've enjoyed about your uh, Instagram is the, uh, is it hashtag, hashtag mad dog snacking? <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, actually, it was, a, it was a joke between us because I was like, people wouldn't believe like how you eat and snack. Like, I, I don't think people would understand it. And so I, I just took a picture and, and like did that and it blew up. Like people were just stoked on it. So that's why I kind of <laughs> continued doing it. And, uh, there's times where she's like, can you stop? Like, like you know, it's funny, but it's all in good jokes. Sometimes so- it seems like it might be staged even like, <laughs> but it, it's, it's real. Like she was at a show last week and she sent me a video. She's like, I found breakfast. And she, she literally had a loaf of sourdough <laughs> that she found at the at the hotel that they were at. Because they were like somewhere in Montana. So I don't think there was a lot of accessible. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's 
it's a real thing. So we're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling. Now is this is this a bad influence from Paige Craig that Maddie's eats junk food like that? I I don't think so. She says that Paige eats junk food too. Uh, oh, Paige is Christian gnarly. Just posted. Yeah. I just saw Christian just posted like she had like pizza or something in bed and candy, but I think it's just the way she's always been. She's she's not like a she doesn't have a huge appetite all the time. Uh-huh. She like doesn't eat a ton and uh but she like i think the biggest thing that is almost unfortunate is that she has such a high metabolism that the candy and all the junk food doesn't make her fat yeah and i tell her i'm like i wish i wish it would i wish it would make you gain weight because then you wouldn't you wouldn't snack like she has enough self-control that she wouldn't do it if she gained weight but she doesn't gain weight from it so she doesn't she's like it's whatever i'm fine i'm like it's still not healthy so so there was a there was a uh there was a moment where you like had her like cleaned up and eating healthy or something right yeah so that's we're still rolling on that um it was like no sugar no candy Uh uh-huh and she's still stuck with it pretty well um you know she still eats sourdough by the loaf i guess but but what yeah, was that so the one post was she, cracking me up you said she found a loophole oh yeah she found they're called smart sweets from target <laughs> they have no sugar in them and they're sweetened with like stevia or something so she uh she still found a way to get candy but i'm cool with that as long as she's not eating smarties and and mike and ice for breakfast like we're moving forward <laughs> okay Making so while games. you're while you're hurt you know you know, when she comes to the races, she's hanging out with you and helping. So yep. if you're hurt, are you at her shows, like, um, like I wiping down her guitar go. and stuff? <laughs> I, I wish, honestly. I haven't really been able to go to um, any of it because I've been just so so busy with physical therapy. Like yeah. it's been, you know, she, she has to leave and she had to go to Nashville for two weeks and she's uh pretty busy and and like it just doesn't really work with my schedule even though i'm down on her like i still have to be in california doing therapy so um unfortunately i i I would like to do it as much as i could like you know if i have available space and and it's a time where i can't really there's nothing i can be doing on the weekend or something i would definitely fly to one and she's got a few more later this summer that uh i plan on going to that i'd like to make and you know if i can make it happen i will because it's cool that we kind of both have pretty you know different careers and mm-hmm. and something cool and i like to be able to support her just like she does with mine nice well hey buddy uh what what's going on between now and uh the nascar thing you just chilling today yeah just chilling just hanging out and i'm um, gonna drive up to atlanta i actually flew into florida just a couple of days ago to uh, her parents have a place here in florida and it was like three and a half hours from atlanta so it was kind of perfect so i was like i'll just come in two days early and then we're going to drive up to drive up to atlanta from there and then i fly back to california yeah hey is that pace car going to be automatic or are you gonna to have to shift i i don't know i haven't i haven't asked them and I've, I've questioned it because i've driven a manual but not a lot um i i can i'm, I'm fine with one but yeah um well, i'm just thinking yeah, about your, your knee you know can you put yeah the- i mean i can I can if I, if it was a manual if, unless it was like a crazy hard clutch i would i would be able to do it with yeah that. You know, with my leg right now, I think as long as I have my brace locked in. Yeah. Well, dude, that's so. cool. That's a cool opportunity. I mean, yeah, you, I look you should definitely to it. Uh, put it on your Instagram and all that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep keep updates on my Instagram and kind of show everyone what's going on throughout the day. So it's gonna be fun. Cool, cool. Well, hey, thanks for your time, bud. I appreciate you yeah. uh, 
give me a call this morning and uh, best of luck with recovery. Call me when you're back in town and you're bored. I'll come hang out. <laughs> Heck yeah, I will do. So, uh, all right. Well, Cameron McAdoo, thanks for joining us for the uh, Fox Friday podcast and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Good talking.